now, so I just hit oh, <laughs> we're right. live. Alright, fuck it. <laughs> Is this streaming to our YouTube? Yep. Do we do we need to put a post out to the people? The, yeah. The the people the people the people are now watching live. Oh. Yeah, it's it's yeah, we, we are live now. I'm I'm putting the link out right now. So if you're watching, you know, give us a shout out. All right. Well, um, no, this is kind of awkward now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even check to see what the fucking uh, what episode we're on now. Um, yeah, I I don't I don't even know because I mean I guess we it's I guess like we this is this is like a you know this is like new life now. So it's like we took a break. We're back. I don't even know what episode we're on. Uh, um, I we'll... think. Hold on. All right, don't. Hopefully, this shit don't start fucking playing too loud. Come on, Wi-Fi. Uh, playlist politics as usual. The last episode we did looks to be. We were in the teens, right? So. So we did 16, and then we did the best albums of 2019. So is this 17 or 18? 18? All right, fuck it, 18. <laughs> this is the longest it has ever taken us to do a, <laughs> a fucking intro with the episode, but we're rusty. It's been six months since we've done this. It's been a year since we've done it on the regular. I know this because I think the last one we did was like Memorial Day weekend of 2019. If I'm not yep, mistaken. Yep, last one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that was the last full one we did. So welcome to Politics as Usual, episode 18. Uh, I am your host, well, one of your hosts, AJ, along with me is Ronnie. And um, in housekeeping news, there's no longer two hosts on Politics as Usual. We have added a third. He is not with us because he didn't get his mic and shit. He decided he wanted to be a podcaster late last week. Um, <laughs> but you all know him. Um, you, you've seen him on, I think, three or four episodes now. Yeah, it's been three or four. Yeah, yeah. so he's, he's been on like a, a, a quarter of the of the episodes that we've done. Uh, my brother, Fee, um, he's, a, he's a good addition. He's uh, on the Venn diagram of shit that uh, me and him overlap with is very small. But the mm -hmm. Venn diagram of shit that you and him overlap with is actually quite large. Yes. yes. <laughs> so even though we're brothers and we grew up in the same house and share a room for 16 years, uh, you two probably have more similar taste than he and I do. Um, yeah, he and I are in the same wheelhouse when it comes to just ignorant rap. So yeah, I'm glad yeah, he, to have I'm, I'm glad to have an ally on the show now. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's not that I like I don't hate on ignorant rap like I used to. I just don't listen to the shit. Like I can't. I just I, I just I just love it. I just need some ignorance in my life. So I'm, like I said, he's he's a much welcome addition. Yeah. So he'll he should be on hopefully next week. So you might not see all three of us on at once. You might see like me and me and Fee, or Ronnie and Fee, or me and Ronnie or. Um, you know, some or all three of us, you know, you never know what's going on. But um, we figured this was a good way to add, add someone in. So we have a bunch of continuity all while, you know, being able to have at least two people on um, all the time. And my podcast is back this week, the four hour show. Um, I think me and Joe Code are going to be. He's going to be my first guest. We're supposed to record. tomorrow. Shout out to Joe, man. Yeah, man. Joe back on social media. Um, Welcome back. The streets needed you. Yeah, the streets definitely needed Joe back, man. <laughs> G giving out all. See, this is fucking me up because I can't tell what side of my head my pick is on. And 
It's clearly fucking out. <laughs> hey, I'm like, I'm over. It. See, did it again. But Joe's back. Um, we're gonna be discussing like ways that you can use. Even though quarantine's been lifted in a lot of areas, we'll probably be back under quarantine at some point. Um, because idiots aren't social distancing. Uh, but just productive. So anyway, yeah. Yeah, productive ways for creators and creatives to use quarantine. We're gonna be talking some, like SEO and branding and all the fun shit that if you're a creator you might care about. Um, so, yeah. Um, we had, like, a very slim agenda, like, when we said we were going to do this last week, and then shit started happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. As it, as it usually does. Um, where, where do you, where do you want to start? Do you want to start with, with the gaff? All right. See, 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 this, this is what I got, because I, um, like I said, I made a slim agenda what I have lined up, and we could take this either direction we want to. I have the Lance Dance, Snyder Cut, and Tenet. You could, we could, we could go ahead and get the gaff out the way. Or we could See, I don't know because I feel like I feel like we both gonna be pretty amped on the gaff. Like, see, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm pretty sure we got the same opinion on the gaff. Like, we got the same opinion. I'm pretty sure. Okay, so we can start out with the gaff. Um, yeah, let's let's just get it out the way. Yeah. So yesterday. Uncle Joe Biden, with his stupid ass, went on the Breakfast Club for some unfucking known reason. Why presidential candidates keep going on that fucking show is a mystery to me. I will never understand it. And basically said, basically said, if you if you don't know the difference between me and Trump, or if you vote for Trump over me, then you're not black. Obviously, it was a stupid fucking thing to say. Yeah, that's. Like you have no, you yeah, you can't make like yeah, there like there's zero there's zero excuse for saying that shit. My beef comes from Charlemagne and trying to push this him and Diddy trying to push this the black vote is not free this year bullshit. Yeah, they're being very like Jen and come lately about this because the time to do that with their social capital was when we had twenty five people on stage. You could have said, let's have a town hall and, and let's talk about specifically what you want to do for the black people. Or he didn't do that. And, and he has re the Revolt TV channel. He didn't do that. Charlemagne didn't do that. And he could have easily hosted a town hall or a debate. Where was that? Why are you waiting till now to do this? Why are we waiting till now to talk about this? The other thing that is pissing me off about this shit. There wasn't, what are we doing for black people? They wasn't saying all this shit with the eight years we actually had a nigga in the fucking office. <laughs> <laughs> We had a black man in the office for eight fucking and years, and you niggas went nowhere going, well, what you doing for black people? What you doing for black people? What you doing for black people? It's, it's, and I'm not like a person, and I'm not a person that says Barack Obama didn't do nothing for black people. What Barack Obama did for black people was he did shit for everybody in order to help black people. But mm -hmm. there wasn't nowhere, Charlemagne wasn't asking him, well, what's, what's in it for our community? Diddy wasn't saying the black vote ain't free this year for Obama. We let that man skate. That man was respectability yeah, politics I, and shit. Ain't want to come out strongly on police shootings. All sorts of shit. But y'all niggas want to like, ask Joe Biden this shit against the Antichrist? And that's what I'm saying. It's like the cool thing to say now. Like they think they're being like, because they're saying it now. But nah, now of all times, now is not the time. And for secondly, that. who the fuck cares what Charlemagne or Sean Combs thinks about politics? I mean, exactly. Give a flying fuck what you niggas think about politics? Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, like we said on many episodes back, like we've moved away from like the talented 10th model where we have, you know, 
black leaders to speak up for us now. Like we don't need that. So those people yeah. like Charlemagne and those people like Diddy, like just get the hell out of the way now. You're like, not adding anything if, if, if to you, the discourse. If you got money and a platform, use your money and your platform to help black people. Stop running to the Democratic Party asking what they finna do for us. Diddy has close to a billion dollars in net worth. Where your school at, nigga? You 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 know what's wild? Like every time something happens, Diddy is like, man, we need to come together and raise money, man. We where we go get the money from to do this. And I'm like, and, and once again, what you what you do with your money is, is right. your business. Right. But, but once you but once you take that platform exactly. as like a social activist or a philanthropist, and then you know you got to put your pockets where your mouth is basically you gotta if, step if, out if you, on that if you want to do that and you got the capital to do so nigga you ain't putting no schools in the hood where where your, where your lebron james <laughs> promise academy at where your Jalen rose leadership academy at you making you, people walk for cheesecake what, what, you, what you done put towards howard's endowment all the artists catalogs and publishing that you done fucking stole and your punk ass can't put no bread down on the shit you talking but you want to ask joe biden to talk about the black vote ain't free against like Guys, I'm not being dramatic when I say this shit. This might be the last election that we have if Trump wins. Yeah. Like, this isn't a joke anymore. It is not a joke. We need to get him the fuck out the paint. Then we can start looking at the Democrats and going, all right, now you mm -hmm. niggas owe us some money. Mm -hmm. And I, I've seen people, like, I think Fonte retweeted something that was talking about, uh, yeah, we, we got to be the responsible ones to save this country again. Nigga, who you think they coming after first? And if we ain't first, we second. Like... Bill Barr is quite literally building a fucking Gestapo right now. He is. Like, Ruth Bader Ginsburg ain't surviving uh, four more years. Yeah, she only had, yeah, she doesn't have very many trips to the hospital. Up yeah, no, nah, so, yeah. she, she about done out here. Like, do yeah. you really want to see a 6-3 and potentially a 7-2 Supreme no, it's, Court? No, it's going to be a, it's gonna be a 7 to 2 before, yeah. like, within... Like in four years, like it'll be seven years. to two. Like, no, 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 no. This can't happen. This can't happen, guys. Like, this ain't the time for this shit. Save all that bullshit. And for the people that are mad, you have every right to be mad. I ain't mad because. Yes, absolutely. I ain't mad because I'm still voting for the motherfucker come November. Ain't no point in me being mad at this shit. Right. Like, all right, uh, short, short of you showing him coming out of a out of a clan meeting and pulling his hood off and saying this is Joseph Biden. Of, of wherever the fuck he's from, <laughs> like in the 1960s, like short of that, he getting my vote. Like ain't, ain't shit, ain't shit else that's stopping me from voting for him because I know mm. what the fuck is about to happen. If if he wins four more years, he's not leaving the office. He doesn't he survive the impeachment. That's that's exactly what I'm saying. After everything he's done, people think of like in another four years, he could he gonna be like, well, you know, it was fun. I'm just gonna you know leave office now. You know, thanks America. Like, no, he's not leaving office. Like, like he has he has joked about that several times. He's not leaving. Not office. not when the not when allegedly the Southern District of New York has like a, a ironclad case of sending him to prison. You think he's leaving they office? Waiting, they are waiting they, for the. They day are waiting for the day that he that. steps out of office to drop them charges on him. He's not leaving, and when he dies, one of his kids is going to assume the presidency or Jared Kushner's stupid ass. Yes. Like the, we're 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 about to be a dictatorship. This ain't the time for mm -hmm. this shit. So Charlemagne, shut the fuck up, Diddy. If you ain't putting no money down on what the fuck you talking about, shut the fuck up. All of you hotep want to be black superstar niggas, shut the fuck up. I don't want to hear none of that shit. Even Umar's goofy ass ain't out here talking that talking that shit. <laughs> like yeah, even even Mister Get on your cash app ain't out here talking get that on your shit. Cash app. 
Like, I need that cheesecake, like, big papa style. <laughs> Even the, pr- the prince of pan Africanism ain't out here talking that shit. Big P O P A. Mister, next time I'm making twenty ain't out here talking that shit. That nigga out here telling white people to stay off his live. Mister Blinken, yup, he out here telling people to stay off his live. White people to stay off his live, and for people and people to send him more money. <laughs> and trying to and trying to finagle more money to get that quote unquote school built. That's all that nigga. He ain't talking that shit. So if the that whole temple, all whole school is like the church building. It's never getting man. Built. That church, that's, like that's, that's fire. that nigga been raising like money for fire. that school for ten years and ain't. I want to know. I want to know how much is in that account. I would. I would love to see it. I. I, I Mo, Monique gift. I, I would like to see it. I would like to see like how. To see I would like to see all the fundraising this nigga been doing. Like even. Even he ain't out here talking that shit. So why y'all talking that shit? <laughs> Somebody <laughs> get all your cash. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's 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 my man's Blair. What's good, Blair? <laughs> that's my man's Blair right there. Yep, get on get on your cash app. Even cash even app. he's not talking that shit, and y'all niggas want to sit up here and talk that shit. Charlemagne, shut the fuck up. And everybody stop going on the fucking breakfast club. Ain't none of them motherfuckers, interviewers, dude, political dude. scientists, or anything. Okay, because because here's the point I made. And, and by the way, this is um there's some overlap between this and what Ryan and I talk about, but this is the shit I hate about Charlemagne because when Elizabeth Warren went on went on Breakfast Club and laid out specifically what she wanted to do for black people, they called it pandering. Yes, Charlemagne looked her in her face and said, Stop pandering. But when Joe Biden on the, is on there, you're like, oh, well, what are you going to do for the black people? The black vote ain't free. And then I'm not, I mean, and once again, Joe Biden has to totally own up for the gaffe. He he made it. Yeah, he, he was stupid to, as fuck for saying that He has shit. to stand on that. But at the same time, like, he he went fishing for that. So how how is that useful right now? I have no idea. Joe Cole said Diddy's just up north. Burn, just- man. <laughs> <laughs> that is 100% correct. Diddy is just up north bird, man. Did he been robbing motherfuckers blind? That motherfucker still own Mace Publishing. By the time Mace get his publishing, Mace Publishing worthless now, but by the time he get it, that publishing probably gonna owe somebody money. Like, <laughs> 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 like you've been out here robbing motherfuckers blind for 20, for 20 damn near 30 years, and you got the nerve to be out here and talk about the black bone ain't free. Shut your stupid ass up, nigga. Host a debate or something. Like, do this shit right. during the primaries, you fucking dumbass. You got a billion dollars and ain't put no fucking bread in the hood, but you want to talk all this shit. Nigga, go. Never mind. But, but speak, speaking of speaking of a billion dollars and putting bread in the hood, I think we should transition to the last dance. Okay, so. <laughs> so, Mr. Republicans buy sneakers too. Well, first off. So here recently, there's been a lot of like, I don't want to call it backlash, but a lot of like mocking of the the framing it as a documentary. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, Jordan had last say over the footage, you know, if you talk shit about. But I want to say, like, if you Michael Jordan, do you really care about putting a, a, a an unbiased portrayal of you out there? Like, nigga, for what? Like you done had you done had sports pundits for the last ten years out here trying to rip rip your name to shreds in order to prop up LeBron. What you putting an unbiased portrayal out here for? For what? You own the footage; it's yours. Like what the why? I will say this about the Last Dance. Obviously, he had the last say 
on what was put on the documentary. But at the same time, it it was it was an honest portrayal of MJ because he he thought he thought it was gonna be to the contrary. He was like, when this come out, people aren't gonna like me. Nah, it's like people like him more now. Yeah, people are like, this is this is the MJ I've been waiting for. And also, it it was as fair as it could be through one person's perspective. Yeah. I, I found it to be way more fair than than it. Yeah, than it could have been like through one person's perspective. I thought it was gonna be like way more biased than what it was. Yeah, but I I enjoyed it. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Man, it, that that shit was phenomenal. Like I even even down to them playing like Game Six of the '98 Finals the other night on ESPN. Like, like I really like because I remember watching that game. Like you know, mm-hmm. I think I was so summer of '98. I was ten. Like I remember me and my brother like sitting up uh, with with our mom and, and and her boyfriend, and we're just sitting there watching it. And you know, my mom's boyfriend's just sitting there like, man, it's the greatest of all time. It's the greatest of all time. And we we had heard that all our lives, but I don't really remember the game as much. Like I don't right. remember them being down and feeling like, oh shit, this finna go to game seven. Like these niggas, like I was watching the game and I knew the outcome, and I was like, how did these niggas win? Because because it's like we we remember the shot, but right, we don't I remember totally the forgot, moments leading I, up to that. I totally forgot about the sequence. I forgot about what happened before the shot, and and like they said, that is really like one of the greatest sequences in sports history, and. And and true enough, I mean, let's just get out of there. Push or not, who cares? That yeah, is still the greatest shot fuck. of all time. I <laughs> mean, the series the before that, Reggie like shoved that nigga out the fucking screen exactly. <laughs> in a three. Exactly. <laughs> like, who cares? That's like the like my, my favorite thing about that shot. And it's not when the shot went in, but like you've seen all the pictures of the poster where it's behind mm-hmm. him and it's up. Like if you look at the clock, six point six. 6.6 championship number six finals mvp number six that's beautiful symmetry and like um shout outs to uh shout outs to uh mike mike uh on twitter low mexico he pointed out that there's a there's a kid in the stands holding up mm-hmm. six uh him and ransom uh because like it's like the ball's in midair and and they like highlight the kid that is shit. holding up six and he's holding up six because they knew like yeah he 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 missed some shot but like this is what i always say like with regard to the lebron comparison like the one thing about Jordan was he what it wasn't that he was perfect, but when he had to get them shots, he got them shots. Basically, this this is how I frame a Jordan in just one sentence. He never made the same mistake twice. Yep. You you might get him the first time. Second time, there there's not gonna be a second time. The magic so, series, the magic series was proof of that. Like they lost exactly. to the magic in ninety-five. They turned around and was like, Oh, okay, bet. Him and mm-hmm. him and him and Pippen wouldn't let wouldn't let Penny get up the court. Like it was Would one not. of them games because I think it was Bill Simmons and them. They were watching it and like they just showed like how like four times in a row like him and Jordan, him and Pippen are in the backcourt hounding Penny, causing turnovers, and they was just like, yeah, nah, nope, it's it's done. Like the '96 team like might be one of the greatest defensive teams of all time. Like you mm-hmm. got six six Ron Harper, six six Michael Jordan. Six seven Scottie Pippen, six seven six eight Scottie Pippen, uh, six eight Dennis Rodman, six nine Dennis Rodman, and one of two seven footers, either Luke Longley or Bill Winnington, you could put in. Then you could bring six ten Tony Kukoc off the bench for offensive purposes, but you could pretty much switch just, everything. Just a just a long team, like defensively. Yeah, like they they had the they had the original death lineup. Like people mm-hmm. talk about like how. Steve Kerr lucked into the death lineup with David Lee getting injured, but he really didn't. He played with the original death lineup. Like when you're talking, right, about, so he knew. When you talk about yeah. Ron Harper, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Tony Kukoc, and Dennis Rodman, that's the original death lineup. Like that's mm-hmm. four defenders and and three guys who 
yeah, four defenders and three guys who can uh, score a will. Like, that's basically what what the death lineup was. It was three defenders and four guys who could score a will. I mean, kind of with Harrison Barnes. Yeah. Kind of. Uh, yeah. And Iggy was kind of like a stable of like complimentary players. They're all versatile. They had different skills. And when you put them out there on the court, like each, each, like, and they emphasize that throughout the documentary, each guy knew his job. Yeah. And they, and they, and as whatever you want to say about MJ as a teammate, like they went out there and put it all online to, you know, to help out MJ. They knew their job and they were dedicated. So, like, just that team building like was was amazing and it's hard to see stuff like that today because I, I hate how lopsided some teams are built today mm-hmm. where or, or even like i true enough i like positionless basketball as we call it today but sometimes like it could be detrimental because like i i don't want my i don't want my center trying to you know shoot me and raise jumpers man go bang in the post sometimes you know but i think it's not positionless basketball as much as there's now basically three positions there's playmaker Post wing playmaker, paymaker, playmaker, three wings, and one and a rim protector. That's basically your three mm-hmm. positions. Because there's not really a post anymore. Like you see guys dominating in the post is usually guards. Like usually mm-hmm. it's guards and and wing players that are coming down to the post, but not bigs because it takes too long to develop. You got mm-hmm. four four guys that are you know long that can come out and like basically what they did to Carl Malone. Every time Carl Malone caught the ball in the post in Game Six, there was a guy waiting to swipe at the ball, right. and they finally got him, which led to the shot. But mm-hmm. like yeah, I I I thoroughly enjoyed the documentary. I I didn't give a flying shit that MJ uh wasn't showing uh didn't show <laughs> the numbers of Gary Payton and somebody I think it was Bo, I think it was Bomani Jones brought this up. When he says after after he laughs at Gary Payton, he said Gary didn't bother me. I had other things on my mind. And mm-hmm. the other things on his mind was he was about to win his first championship without his father. And and not even that. Like, like they're he, up three zero. They we, knew they were gonna win. He's probably like, yeah. God damn, like fuck. Next game we win, my pops ain't gonna be here. Mm-hmm. So that probably had a lot and to was, do with his play. And Gary Payton. Yeah, I was is gonna a say through 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 that we we kind of get the glimpses of like the players like he have like immense respect for and doesn't because he he immediately says and we talked about this on Twitter. It's like I have no problem with the glove. So so basically that shows like like basically if he doesn't respect you as a player he doesn't like you he thinks you're shit but if he knows you're good then he's you know you earn his respect so he said i have no problem with the glove and yeah. i mean that's what it was yeah i mean i i loved it i i think that was like one of the best things that uh espn has ever done and i'm i'm real tired of everybody saying that he did this shit because of lebron like if you if you nah. fo- if you follow the storyline he started opening up talks about this i think in february of 2016 and that was when mm-hmm. it was becoming clear that the Warriors were about to eclipse seventy-two and ten, meaning mm-hmm. they if they had won if they had went seventy-three and nine and won the title, like that would have had people talking about they were better than Jordan's Bulls. Right. So it it just so happens that he said yes on Game Seven, but to me, like if you're talking about like did nobody think LeBron was going to beat them? I certainly did. Like uh, uh, until. Uh, uh, number one, Kyrie went off. I think it was in what was that game five or six where they both had forty one, yeah. and Kyrie went like sixteen to twenty four or something absurd like that and hit the biggest shot. Yeah, Kyrie was a Kyrie was a maniac that game. Man, he was a man fucking possessed. Like yes, I think I, I can't. I think it was. Uh, I think me and Pat was talking about this uh, a couple of days ago. Like Kyrie is the perfect number two 
if you can convince him that he's a number two. Mm -hmm. Because he has the skill set of a number one, but the mentality. But he's, yeah, the leadership yeah. and tangibles. He's not, of he's a not built two. like that. Yeah, yeah like Scotty knew he, like, because when everyone says, oh, they would have won 10 straight or they would have won eight out of 10 if they stayed. Like, nah, man. It Scotty got humbled in 94. Like, Scotty realized, like, oh. And, like, when Jordan came back in 95, they was, what, 34 and 31? Like Scotty knew, like, uh, yeah, nah, yeah, yeah, I, I need him, I, I need him. Like, they, Scotty would have, Scotty would have ended up bucking the MJ because he probably would have been like, nah, I can do this. But you had a whole season and a half without him, and he's like, yeah, I don't know how he do this. He's shit. Like, yeah, maybe I should reconsider how <laughs> like, I do myself. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> I, don't, mm, mm, I don't know, I don't know if I should, you know, like it's like it's like a, it's like a to laugh at myself. It's like a divorce nigga getting back. <laughs> In the dating game, being like, Ooh. well, some things have changed. <laughs> this, this is not what I remember before. <laughs> that shit looked a lot more glamorous when I was going home <laughs> than somebody at night. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I I love the last dance. I think it's great. I I don't really give a flying shit about the fucking Tom Brady documentary. Like, no, no, we do not need that. I don't want to see. A, I don't really care to see a LeBron documentary. Like Michael Jordan's one of one, and the reason yeah. that this was so poignant is because it came out twenty years later. Mm -hmm. Like I don't need a Tom Brady documentary right now. This motherfucker's still playing. He's still playing. Give me a Tom Brady documentary in twenty thirty five or some shit like that. Like I, I got a better idea. Right I got a better idea. Actually, never give me a Tom Brady documentary because who cares? Like seriously, who cares? And I'm not. I'm not saying this as a hater. I'm saying, like it's it's a different game. No, it's, it is. It's a totally different game. It is like it's, it's, it's not the, comparable. The, at all. the thing, the thing, like you, I can't say so. And and this ties into Jordan Lebron as well, like because I've always felt like the argument that Lebron fans and his stumpers on TV are trying to make is he's the best at playing the game. But they frame it as he's the GOAT. And it's like, mm. <clears throat> nah. Can't say you the GOAT. Like, to me, 2011 precludes him forever from the GOAT debate. <clears throat> you, you, can't yes. have, you can't have a dude my height stopping you from scoring. Like, <laughs> you can't be like out that, here like That is a serious mark on his record, and it can't be erased. J.J. It, it, fucking it Berea and Jason. J.J. Berea. And Jason, Jason Terry. Terry. And old-ass Jason Kidd. Like yes. 36, 37 year old Jason Kidd stopped this man from getting the title. And they was like, it, it, they basically put Marion on D Wade and was like, yeah, he 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 ain't here. <laughs> he ain't here mentally. We we'll let Jay You getting posted up by JJ Baran, you pass out of it. Nigga, what is wrong with you, nigga? Like there's I have footage of that on my phone. If any LeBron fan thinks I'm bullshitting, I'm not bullshitting. Like, LeBron might be better at the game than anybody, but Randy Moss was better physically than Jerry Rice was. That doesn't me mm -hmm. mean Jerry Rice isn't greater. Right. Like, Aaron Rodgers is better physically than Tom Brady. That doesn't mean he's greater than Tom Brady. Lupe, exactly. And Lupe it's, Fiasco, it's to simple. me, is a better rapper than Jay-Z. That doesn't mean that he's a, the greatest rapper of all time. Like, I think LeBron... Hey, that, stop right there, because that's actually the perfect example. To me, what makes MJ the GOAT is um, when, you, when you're looking at comparisons, you have to take into account, you have to take um, basically talent and then you have to take accolades. Jordan 
is one of the most talented players ever, mm-hmm. one of the most dominant players ever. And because of that, he has accolades. Now, what most people do is they hype up the accolades. Because, I mean, is, is Robert Ory one of the greatest players of all time? No. no. So, so it's, it's, Jay-Z has the accolades, he has the talent. So that's what makes him the greatest of all time. Right. You can't have one other order, one other other, and be the GOAT. And, and LeBron has too many strikes on his record for him to truly be the greatest of all time. <laughs> um, Blair says, I feel like a Kobe <laughs> documentary is next. I don't know if I'm, I'm too sad that I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't see the Kobe moment even in the, even oh, in the Jordan man. doc, man. I, that, that was too much. And then Joe said, I've been looking for that Birdman eight points tweet from the 2011 finals. But it's still like <laughs> Fucked our summer up, <laughs> man. L- listen, man. That and and then and then the twenty fourteen, man. That's that's the largest margin of defeat for. That's the largest margin of defeat in NBA Finals history. Twenty fourteen. You had two hall, two other Hall of Famers in their primes on the court, and, and one other Hall of Famer who would just hit you a clutch shot the year before. Like too many strikes, man. If you want, if you want to tell me he's the best at playing the game ever, I'll listen. But my retort to you is gonna be if he's so great, if she, if he's so much better than everybody, why, why he done came up short so many times against evenly yeah, matched like, teams? Like like bar, bar none, he's the most skilled player of all time, especially at that size. At that size, um, see, just the af- the the athleticism and the skill at that size. So we'll never see that again. So here's what I always like, because here's the thing that irritates me so much, and I'm not saying that LeBron James is not skilled. I don't nobody think I'm saying that, but so one day. I forget who it was, but somebody was like, Kobe's more skilled than LeBron. And somebody was like, what? You're crazy. I'm like, guys, we often confuse skill with tall dudes that can pass. And what I asked was, so would would LeBron's game work in Allen Iverson's body? Absolutely not. Would Kobe's game work in Allen Iverson's body? Yes. Would Would Kobe's game work in LeBron's body? Yeah. So... Who's more skilled if I can translate one person's game through anybody's body versus LeBron's a one of one. He's a one of one. He's he's a one of one. That's why he can do what he does. He never had to develop that other shit. Like he never had, he's never had to develop a mid range game because why stop at 18 feet when I can just take you to the bucket? Hmm. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I was going to say, I I, I hear you, but I still say he's still one of, he's probably the most skilled player of all time. You do make a good point, but. I, 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 I think I, my thing with Kobe is Kobe was not as athletic as MJ or LeBron. Oh, yeah. Or, or I, even I his con- people, even his contemporaries. I don't think people really remember the amount of time he put in, in the lab because he wasn't always that guy. He was a guy who was just like raw athleticism, but wasn't like the best athlete. And um, he could play a little bit, but you could still see he was rough around the edges. He put work in to develop every that, everything the, in his the arsenal. Post game, the footwork, learning mm-hmm. to get the spots, the defensive IQ. Like Kobe was, Kobe was a very, very skilled dude. And it's be, it's not that he wasn't athletic. It was that by the time he got in the league, his level of athleticism was about par for the course. Like he was probably right. a slightly above average athlete when he was younger, but mid twenties. Now you getting guys like LeBron and Wade in the league who are just exploding and then the Russell Westbrooks come along and you get freaks like KD. Or even like in. a few years later when you when you get Vince Carter and Trace McGrady on the yeah. same team, you know, like his like you say, his level of athleticism, it became like, you know, just just leveled out. But at the time he entered the league, yeah, he was probably athletic. But yeah, he had to learn he had to learn a different way to play the game. And his and one thing I um liked about Kobe is his game kept evolving. It was really beautiful to watch, man. 
Yeah. Yeah, man. Rest in peace to Kobe. The Mamba. Uh, what what we got? We got next one. You, you ready for this one? Ah, yeah, 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 yeah. This this is the one where we're gonna disagree. Cause I'm no, I'm we, 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 we might not. Go ahead. Kick it I, I'm ready for the Snyder Cut. I want it. I watched Justice League the other night. Mm-hmm. The bones of a decent movie are there. I, I know Lee is somewhere cringing at the mere thought of that. <laughs> I, I agree with you. Though. No, seriously, I agree Lee, with you. Lee is, cr- Lee, Lee, Lee is somewhere <laughs> cussing at me through his laptop. That shit is going to be trash because Lee hates everything. But the bones of a good, like, <clears throat> the thing with me is the, they got the casting right on pretty much every character. Yeah. Like, I, I'm not a fan of Snyder Superman. But, like, that scene when he's coming back to life and he's fighting the leaguers, I was like, oh, yeah, that's Henry Cavill. You needed Henry Cavill for that. Batfleck, mm-hmm. to me, is the best live-action Batman we've ever seen. Um, Facts. Uh, Gal Gadot, I was skeptical of her casting, but I do. Oh, she, she brought it. Yeah, she brought it. Um, <clears throat> hold on. Joe said, I saw a Kobe quote somewhere that said, we should all be fortunate Allen Iverson wasn't 6'5". AI would have been a monster at that. And that is absolutely oh, true. yes. That oh, is absolutely yes. that is absolutely true. That is one hundred percent true. Kobe Bryant at six. I mean, Allen Iverson at six five would have been something. Because people forget, man. AI had spring when he first came into the league. Yeah, like he got up. But small guards like that, they hit a wall at thirty. That's why, as a as the the lone Hornets fan on the internet, <clears throat> that's why I was very. I said, do not pay that man two hundred million dollars because you look at any high usage small guard. Between five ten and six one, they are like running backs when they hit thirty. Uh, both Isaiah Thomas's AI Kimba's gonna be the next one. Like you go find a small guard and look look at around the ages between twenty eight and thirty two, and they start falling off. Mm-hmm. That that's why I like in the backtrack. Like Gabe was trying to argue with me about uh, Devontae Graham the other day, and I'm like Devontae Graham's already twenty five, and he's only in his uh, second year in the league. He's not making it to a third big contract. Like, he's not. Because he's going to have to take four years to get to seven years uh, to be able to qualify for the max. And by that point in time, he'll be 30. And ain't nobody paying a 5'11 uh, volume shooting guy. He ain't he ain't ever shot 40% in his career. Ain't, ain't happening. Ain't happening. Like, and I, I'm, I'm a fan nope. of Tay. But that that shit ain't happening. Like, he'll 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 get this, this one big contract in 2021, and then it'll be over with for that. But yeah, back to the Snyder cut. Um, the cat, the casting Momoa is Aquaman to me. Like, not even not he he may not have fit it looks wise, but that was the smartest casting they could have made because there's a there's a it, savage like, it version. Makes so much sense. There's a savage Aquaman that people don't know about because they only think about mm-hmm. the Super Friends. Mm-hmm. Like Aquaman is one of the strongest leaguers. Like he he could theoretically puncture Superman's skin with his trident like he's that strong like he's if you put them if you put it like outside of the sea like just for him to swim that fast like you like the the depths that his body has to survive at like he's extremely durable Ray Fisher is cyborg I was kind of in on it first but after rewatching but it, I liked it yeah after rewatching I'm like okay this was a good casting the only I, one I, I could have done without was Ezra, Ezra Miller. Miller yep yes I was he's gonna the say, only I think one I could have done Ezra Miller is the weakest link because it, it, he, to me, was more... He could have fit more Wally than Barry to me. Right. But I could have saw him more as Wally. But Barry, I was just like, mm. Like, you could have you left him out and brought in Shazam. Or 
you know, I mean, now we find out later Martian Manhunter has been in the <laughs> the DCEU from the very beginning. <laughs> Which, and I like that casting. However, <laughs> I like it too. For you to tell us that after the fact. <laughs> All right, here's here's my here's my thing with with Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder, um, basically, if if subtlety so- came up and bit Zack Snyder, he still wouldn't recognize it. He has to crank everything to ten, like so. Basically, reading what he wants to do with the Justice League, that shit should have been five. The, the, the exactly the, the fanboy loves it, but that's too much to squeeze into one movie. And um, also, what I dislike about his movies is basically you can't tell how powerful a superhero is because once again, everything is cranked up to ten. Perfect example when Night Owl and um, Silk Spectre are fighting in um, Watchmen and they're like cracking bones and stuff. They're not strong enough to do that. But of course, it's a Zack Snyder movie, so they're going to be like super powered. So I, I think if, if you pair Zack Snyder with like a good writer who isn't like Chris Terrio, if you <laughs> pair him with, <laughs> I'm just saying, if you pair him with a good writer and dial him back a bit, he could be serviceable. But if you give him that much creative control, then yeah. I I will say this. Go ahead. Hold on, let me finish this about the the, um, Snyder Cut, though. I will say this. um, It's both cool but bad at the same time. It's cool to see fans who feel like they were were cheated to get this. I'm I'm happy for those fans. As much as I joke about them, I'm, I'm happy for them. But it's bad because I think this sets up a bad precedent. I could totally see Disney Plus like just hmm. You know what? Let's R- get the, rise, let's rise get the, of Skywalker. <laughs> no, no, no. That too. But but I could, even worse, I could see them saying like, you know what? Let's get the gang back together to put a movie in between Age of Ultron and you know whatever follows that. I actually forgot the the lineage of the MCU, but 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 basically you get what I'm saying, right? I could totally see. And basically, you have decisions being made by shareholders that aren't good creative decisions. Because so the only reason I don't think Disney Plus could pull that off is because the salaries are, would be too exorbitant for that. Like with this, with this, you talk about a you talk about a movie that was already made and they just put in. <laughs> <laughs> This, you want to know something funny? Hold up. You want to know something funny? Um, when Zack Snyder was in college, guess who his best friend and roommate was? Michael Bay. Michael Bay. <laughs> See, th- this is this is why this is why we needed Joe back on the internet <laughs> because <he didn't> like <laughs> that. <laughs> That's why we needed Joe back on the internet. Um, but like, th- so the only read this is a movie that they're basically saying this is a dead franchise. We're going to pump $20 million, $20, $30 million into this. It's no reshoots. $20 million in the return they're probably going to get off of this is a well worth the investment. I don't know that Disney could do that with any of the Avengers actors because let, let me ask how you much bread you're going to have to put up for that to let make a whole a new question. movie. Let me ask you a question. As loud as the release of Snyder Cut people have been, you already know the reception for this is, is going to be major. As erratic as Warner Brothers slash DC has been, what's to stop them there? What what's my my so the problem with DC from the beginning is that they did not just go to Jeff Johns and say, be Kevin Feige. Mm-hmm. That that's DC's problem from the get-go. They they tried too much with Man of Steel to make that the dark knight for Superman. 
and that's not how that works. They gave Zack Snyder way too much power because Batman versus Superman should have been three movies. And three second, movies in. Yeah. secondly, they had the perfect blueprint for how to do their cinematic universe in their own house. The, animated movies. The DC animated universe all and you saw the bare Justice League, Justice League War is the perfect way to kick up the but, and you saw the bare bones of that at the beginning of Justice League with Batman going after a parademon. The only difference mm-hmm. is Green Lantern doesn't show up and go, "Hey man, <laughs> fuck you doing." <laughs> but, right. But like aside from that, you <laughs> they had that and they refused it. So I don't I don't and, and and the DC animated universe to me has its shortcomings. It's way too Batman and Damian focused. Um, yeah. Like, and, and don't get me wrong. I love the dynamic of Batman and Damian. I wish we, somebody uh, a, a, about a year or so ago after Umbrella Academy premiered, put up uh, a fan art of uh, number five of Umbrella Academy as Damian. I'm like, oh my God, him with Batfleck would be perfect. <sighs> like dropping a pretentious assassin in with that Batman. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's cinematic gold. But again, this is what happens when, like, the beauty, like, the, so for people who don't know, like, who, like, I know we all know who Kevin Feige is now, but, like, if you don't know him, he was, like, an intern and production assistant for the first two X-Men movies, which is why there's a steep fall off after the first mm-hmm. two X-Men movies, because he read comic books growing up. He is a true. He did the fact checking. Right. He is a true. He is the one who said, okay. This is how we can balance it out to, like, we can make these black uniforms look cool without being the cartoony blue and uh, yellow shit that was done before. Mm-hmm. Like, he's the person who did that. And then he left and... Actually, actually, actually let me stop you right there. We got to take it back because he was um, he was actually mentored by the Donner family who created the first Superman movies. Like, a mm-hmm. lot of people don't remember that either. So, he has that lineage of, like, being behind the scenes when it comes to superhero movies and how they should be, how they should look how they should feel. Right. So, um, and, and like you said, that's why there's a steep fall off from those X-Men movies because they're like, Oh, the X-Men movies are popular, but they didn't realize why they were popular and why they were good. So, you know, they kind of pushed him aside and gave control to the worst director ever. And you see what happened. Well, not only that, but he, he made, he made Lauren Schuler Donner and all, she might be a relative of that Donner family. I'm not sure. I haven't looked up, looked her mm-hmm. up, but cause she's yeah, made yeah. some, she's made some awful decisions. Like thinking casting Channing Tatum as Gambit was a good idea. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like, but like DC had that maybe not from the movie standpoint, but from the comic knowledge standpoint with Jeff Johns, he was their chief creative officer for years. Why didn't nobody go to him and just say, yo, Take your hands out of the comic books for a minute and we're going to put you into the movie side of things. We need you here not to make the movies, but we need you here to make sure that when someone brings you a script, you're looking over and going, okay, this can work, this can work, this can work. That doesn't work. We need to move that out. Bring this in because he's a great writer too. So why would you not? And, and by the way, it's, it's not like this man hasn't planned out entire event series or anything. It's, you know, like tied together, tied together, tied together different runs of books. It's not like he's done any of that. I mean, like so. he's been behind like almost every DC, well, was behind almost every big DC comic t- crossover for God knows how long while writing his own titles. Like he's the one who revamped Aquaman. He's the one who made Green Lantern interesting again. Like he took dead characters and literally brought them back to life. But mm-hmm. for whatever reason, DC Warner Brothers was like, eh, eh he's, 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 yeah. he can stay over there. We'll get, we'll get. Christopher Nolan made us money. We'll just like, let him executive produce Man of Steel and give 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 Zack Snyder the movie, even though he doesn't fucking like Superman. 
Which <laughs> just why does he he took just, that movie to get Batman and then they turned around and made the best Batman casting ever, and now it's and we're then, not e- we're not even getting it anymore. Like we're not yeah. even getting like we won't even get a solo Batfleck movie, which is just a fucking robbery. Because like I will say this, and this this is um. And, and you know, shout out to our man Lee because he keep bringing up his idea. Like, hey, hey, uh, Marvel, hit me up. I got this Blade script. In in a few years, if you know we're we're all still living, bring Batflat back, and have him mentor Terry McGinnis. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying. And I'm and saying. and keep the angle that that's his son. That but but neither of them know it. Like keep that, angle. but neither of them know it. Yes, keep Perfect. that angle and don't don't bring it up till the third film, mm-hmm. when you have a time skip and he's grown and yeah yeah do that shit, cause yeah I don't I don't fucking understand what the hell anybody was thinking. Like I I know I know Ben Affleck was going through his troubles, but mm-hmm. he should have been given a shot at that movie. Did did you did you hear um his idea for his Batman movie? Nah. Or if I did, I don't remember. It was it was, it was basically going to be almost like a cat and mouse movie between him and Slade Wilson. Hmm. Because remember they teased it at the end of um, yeah what Justice League. Was that they teased it at the end of Justice League? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They at the end of the Justice League. So that was going to be the Batman. He was going to have to chase down Slade Wilson, and it, that was going to be the movie. Sign me up for that. Yes, especially if you're, especially if we're hashtag <laughs> yeah. we hates everything. Yes, hates everything. <laughs> but give us that, especially if you, especially if you're bringing in the Bat family. Like that's the main reason. Like I know I've trolled about Battinson, and like I, I, I'm fully aware that we can get a fire Batman movie with the trash Batman. Christopher Nolan did it three, uh, well, one and a half times. Uh, <laughs> you could get a fire Batman movie with a trash Batman because Christian Bale is only not the worst Batman because uh, George Clooney in the nipple bat suit exists. Like, <laughs> is the, is and by the way, and by the way, we've said this many times, but Chris, yeah, Christian Bale admits that he's the worst Batman. Like he, so he's got and no people, need to def- people no need be, to people be him. like, no, he, he was so good. Him. No, you you're confusing no. him being good with his movies being good. Those are two different things. Like the mm-hmm. same the same way, like. I love Tom Holland's Spider-Man, but I'm not really a fan of the Spider-Man movies that he's been in. Nah. Like his his characterization of Spider-Man is spot on. But the movies? Eh. I could do without him. Eh. This is the Jay-Z gif. But yeah, like I Battinson to me can't I he can't give me the Bat family dynamic, I don't feel like. I don't feel like he is imposing or just a like to take it back to Justice League. That scene where he intentionally pisses Diana off is mm. Batman. I, I will say this and hear me out. Like that's Batman. Like that scene right <laughs> there is Batman, where he is intentionally alienating the most powerful person in the room to get the mission the way he wants it. That is Batman. He intentionally pushes her and is like, "I wanted to see if she would kill me." Hear me out, though. Hear me out on this. Um, I've always stated that much like um, 007, <clears throat> there are different characterizations of Batman. So much like um, Zack Snyder wanted Ben Affleck to be his um, Dark Knight Returns Batman, um, it's very clear that for the Batman, 
um, we wanted a, a, basically a Batman year one Batman. And and to me, Robert Pattinson is is a good year one Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, now, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm no, not no, saying no, he can't no, no. Hold up, hold up, hold up. But but where I'm interested in to see, um, because. For all intents and purposes, they've stated that this movie isn't going to be a one-off. They plan on, you know, continuing with this Batman. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm curious to see how he's going to um grow into into the character. Um, how he's going to be over ex- an extended amount of time. That's why I'm, I'm curious to see. But for ba- a Bale, year one Bale, Batman ba- movie, Bale is not worse than Clooney. Bale is not worse than Clooney. Clooney, like, Clooney. Clooney was a better Bruce Wayne. But as far as Batman goes, absolutely not. Like Bale was both the Bad. Well, no, I don't know. I don't know. If, if if we're talking, if we're talking, if we're talking Batman rankings, and we we take voiceovers out of it, uh, because the dude who voiced Batman in the DC animated universe, like he needs some props. Like I think it's yes. Jason O'Mara. Mm-hmm. Like he's fucking good. But if we take him and Kevin Conroy out of it, your Batman rankings, <clears throat> live action. We're not talking Bruce Wayne. We're talking the Batman part of it. Batfleck, Stephen Amell. Close your mouth because Stephen Amell is playing Batman, playing Green Arrow. I don't give a damn what you say. Go watch that series. That's Batman. You, 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 okay. Batfleck, Stephen Amell. Uh, who, who's the original Batman? Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Who is my number two? Michael Keaton. I mean, he's technically number two, but you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Michael Keaton. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Val Kilmer. Yes. And then, uh, what, Christian Bale and then fucking... Really, Mike? R- really? Yeah, I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even gonna put that one on. <laughs> really, the screen. dude? <laughs> not even gonna put that one up. What, on the screen. What's, what's yeah. good, Mike? But uh, and then <laughs> Bale and then Clooney. But like that. That's like that's the that to me that's the list. Yes, Keaton is technically number two, but Stephen Amell is basically playing the character that Batfleck is playing. Oh yeah, yeah. Because they can. I mean, we talked about this before, but they. DC was like, we'll give you any character to put on TV except Batman. It's like, oh, okay, we'll put Batman on TV, just yeah. not the way you think. Yeah. yeah. We, so the story behind that, so the way that that spun out of Smallville, and the original Green Arrow, the the guy who played Green Arrow in Smallville, he was supposed to be. He. <laughs> Once again. Once again, Joe, Joe, this is man. this is why we this is why we needed Joe back on the internet. We are gonna have if we want to be productive with this show, we're gonna have to ban Joe. <laughs> but he's but he's right. He's he's a hundred percent correct. He's right. And, and once again, to, to give everyone a chance to read that, Bale was talking to Rachel, his Batman voice, because she knew he was Batman. Like, I mean <laughs> But yeah, man. So <laughs> but I don't even know where the fuck. <laughs> Where the fuck was I at? Where were we at? Dude, I totally forgot, man. I saw that and I immediately just lost my train. But anyway, yeah, the Snyder. I, I I'm yeah. interested in the Snyder cut. I think the Snyder cut is going to. I don't. I don't know that it's going to be good. But if it's going to give me more Batfleck, then I'm with it because that to me was every every iteration of Batman I love is the mm-hmm. insanely paranoid. The mission comes first. I don't care if I alienate and piss everyone off. I'm going to do what I think is right. And that to me was backflip. And to I, me, but, but to get back to my point of Pattinson, what I was saying about Pattinson, oh, oh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I yeah. don't know that he can give us a good bat family dynamic. I don't know that you can, I don't know that he can convince me that he ran Nightwing off. 
I don't know that he can convince me that he that he's a reluctant father to Damien. I just I don't I don't know that he can convince me that he could stand in a room with Superman and potentially intimidate him, knowing that he has no fucking superpowers. I don't know that he can do that. And that to me is what you need say, Batman for. He you have he has to be able to intimidate mm -hmm. the strongest person in the room, and they have to like have a hint of like yo. Like, I know I could kick your ass, but I'm not really sure at the moment. Like, you got yeah, to get because he, he's, he's, he's the wild card. And people right. are like, okay, I know I know I can smash you, but you're, you're kind of acting wild right now. Like, like you like, do you got some kryptonite in your bag right now? Like, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what you like, what you want. <laughs> like, I need that in my Batman. But go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, I was going to say, um, as much as I hate Batman versus Superman, the one thing that made me... Um, just basically do the Leo meme from um, What's Fun Time in Hollywood with the when Batman was about to go to war and he was basically in the gym prepping. I was like, "That's my Batman. That that's the Batman I know." So for for as much grief as we give Zack Snyder, he knows Batman. Which which by the way, Stephen Amell does that on like every other episode. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like like, every, like, like whenever yeah. sick and thick, he get on a little thing where he doing a pull up. So yeah. <laughs> Thousand pull-ups for me going Like Stephen Amell, like whatever, whatever shit getting busy, he's like, alright, time to hit this gym. <laughs> oh, that's what the fuck we were talking about. Yeah, how he ended up on Smallville was um they wanted to bring in Batman so they could do a world's finest thing on Smallville, and Christopher Nolan said no. Cause he that was around yeah. when, when Batman Begins was coming out, and he basically said I do not want Batman anywhere else. So they were like, oh, okay, so we can't use the paranoid multi-billionaire. Oh, yes, we can. We'll just use our other non-powered yeah. multi-billionaire we'll yeah. and make him a paranoid asshole. And that is how... Uh, Let's use our other billionaire <laughs> who has a bloodlust. Let's use him. But and that's the thing. Like Oliver Queen is like a damn near a hippie superhero in, mo in right. most iterations. But they were like... Mm -hmm. So we'll just give him Batman's personality and all the storylines. <laughs> like every single every like every B-level Batman storyline is in Arrow. League of Assassins. <laughs> Mary League of being picked as 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 racist successor and marrying his daughter. Check. Having a a son that he did not know about. Check. Having Check. an an angsty teenage uh <laughs> uh protege. Check. Like, Check. <laughs> having a chauffeur who can beat people's asses. Check. Like, literally all of that shit. Ha having, having a wheelchair-bound girl who can hack into any computer system. Check. Like, Check. all of that shit is, is, is completely <laughs> Batman. And they were just like, <clears throat> so y'all ain't gonna make a... So, so Gotham ain't gonna cover none of this shit, right? Alright. Right. Alright, so uh, Roy Harper, that's, that's basically Nightwing now. Uh -huh. <laughs> Thea, your Batgirl. <laughs> Cause, cause dude, dude, the season, the season where Hunter showed up, I was like, I was like, okay, this, this is giving me like outsiders vibes, and like, I was like, okay, I'm gonna roll with it because it's cool. But even like, even, cool. even down to having like Mr. Terrific, because is it Mr. Terrific and the Outsiders? Yeah, Mr. Terrific. Yeah, like he basically yeah. had, he basically had his own Outsiders. They were just like, yeah. All right, so uh, <laughs> y'all ain't making a Batman TV show no time soon, right? So we can just make him racist successor. Yeah, instead of Talia, what's his other daughter? Nissa? Yeah, have him marry her. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like they did every fucking thing outside of say this is Batman. <laughs> like the voice modulator, all of that shit. Like all yes. of that shit. Like 
him 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 being a super powered being showing up uh, and him just being able to stop them with a contingency plan. Like, how was he able to stop Flash? Like with, with a fucking arrow. Right. Like how he just how was he immediately sus- like Green Arrow ain't immediately suspicious of Supergirl, but they were like, well, he's this is going to be that. So, but yeah. He, he ain't like yeah, Green Arrow ain't that nice, but I do like the characterization of the show. So yeah, I mean it was it was the closest we'll ever get to a Batman show. Although I I am glad that uh the the Birds of Prey TV show never got around to season two because allegedly uh John Stamos was supposed to show up as Nightwing. Huh? Yeah, yeah, that was the thing that was tossed around for Wait. season two. Yeah, he was John Stamos was supposed to show up as Nightwing in, in season two of Birds of Prey. That doesn't even. Nah, 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 nah. Yeah, I'm yeah. Got two in the move on, man. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah. All right, so you gonna have to lead this one because you got all the so, theories so I, about I'm, about this shit. Yeah, I'm gonna lead. I'm gonna lead this one. So, um, unless you've been sleeping under a rock, you're well aware that the second trailer for Christopher Nolan's new, um thriller that is shrouded in mystery tenant was released and i have a theory um this isn't a theory that i'm interested in dying on the hill for but it's still my theory i strongly believe that tenant is at best a sequel for inception or at worst in the same universe and i'll tell you why um actually let me let me go ahead and screencast I have I've I've brought some photo evidence with me here. Wait, is this actually gonna show up on the screen? Yeah. <laughs> actually, I take that back because because now um I'm using Firefox and it won't let me. But anyway, anyway, there's a scene in that um in that tenant trailer where he is talking to Robert Pattinson in the street, and that. It's the same neighborhood where Leo was walking um, Ellen Ellen Page, right? Ellen Page's character and telling her how the dream world works. So if we know anything about Tenet is that uh, basically um, I do think in this trailer they leaked the real name of the movie, which is Inversion. I, I feel like the real name of this movie is Inversion, which means um, John David's character is is living time in the present while other characters in the movie, the time is going backwards for them. And the time is going to align. If you look at the way they spell tenant out in the um like on the poster, it's like the T E is upside down, but the N is the only letter that's upright, of course, because the N both looks upright and down downside at the same time. But yeah, I do think this is the um the sequel for Inception. Now AJ, what I want to ask you is just how stupid it is for, uh, how stupid do you think it is that this movie is still possibly coming out July seventeenth? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <clears throat> we live in a capitalistic society, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I'm interested to see it. I, I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm catching the bootleg regardless. Like, I, I don't. The last movie I went and saw in theaters was fucking My Hero Academia shit. Um, and I only did that because I knew that shit wasn't coming out on bootleg anytime soon. And as Ron can tell you, because yeah, he's been looking right for that now. shit. I can't find it anywhere. <laughs> I don't know I'm how that's the right only now. movie on the planet that does not seem to leak or end up on, right. or end up on the internet. Like, 
for whatever reason, the bootleggers leave My Hero Academia alone. They're like, nah, bro, y'all, if you want to see that, they're you like, need nah, to go this, to the theater. This, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Uh, you got to support this. Yeah. I, nah, I think they're going to move it. I think they're just standing pat with it mm. while, because they don't want to move it, but I think they're going to move it. They're going to have to move it. Yeah, and, and here's, here's two reasons why they are hesitant to move it. I, I found this out today. For this movie to even break even, it has to make five hundred million, possibly an opening weekend. Not gonna happen. Also, Christopher Nolan, um, he has a rare deal for this movie, where basically he gets twenty percent of the first day box office proceeds. That is unprecedented. Usually, movie studios break even. And then you get your money afterwards, or you get your money from merch, or you get your money, you know, after it leaves box office or from DVD sales. Now, nah, from day one, he's getting his money. So that's why he's like, nah, <laughs> this movie is sitting in theaters. And while I do want to see this movie in IMAX, I just don't see it happening, man. So <clears throat> this is, this is, and I don't know how this hasn't like gotten more traction, but I'm probably about to give somebody a good idea. Where are the fucking driving owners at right now? I will say this shout out to um shout out to Sidewalk in Birmingham because they currently have a drive through series. They're showing older movies because nothing's coming out right now. But I think it's a thing they're going to continue. But you are totally right. Like drive in movie theaters can be, you know, making some some serious bucks right now. Dog, my, really my my man's my man's Mark Ribby or however you pronounce his name, he got he doing a drive a drive in concert in Charlotte in a couple months. Yeah. And I was like, man, that's a fire idea. Driving concert. That's is, a fire as idea. As old yeah. as I am, like, nigga, I get to sit yeah. in my fucking car, and right, stand right. up. I don't have to stand up. Bring my own yeah. drinks. <laughs> Just leave that. Drink in the car. That sounds perfect. <laughs> like that sounds fucking. How did no one think of this shit before? But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why um, they aren't leveraging drive-ins right now. Like I, I, I know there's not a ton of them around, but <clears throat> I would think if you are like hell bent on getting a movie to release like i would think a drive-in would be the, your best bet to do it because there's still and this some is gonna be the way of going forward man because it's gonna be hard getting people in those enclosed spaces to um no, to basically get people to watch a movie no, like the, the modern <clears throat> cinema is is no is won't. Dead. they'll be in there I, uh, this motherfuckers at the beach right now you well, think, okay you okay. think they won't be in a movie now they may not be okay. in an artsy movie but you think if Avengers Five drop tomorrow, that motherfucker won't break a billion the first weekend? <laughs> you think it won't be? A, I won't be in there. I, w- I ain't even go to theaters. I, yeah, I, w- I ain't even go to theater to see Endgame. I was like, you to to, to quote to quote Irvin Jensen, I won't be. There. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not gonna be there. <laughs> like, like yeah, motherfuckers will be right there. If you t- if you told motherfuckers Iron Man Four was dropping tomorrow, them niggas would be in the theaters. Like that's supersede and erase Iron Man three, like the Snyder Cut would Justice League. If so, I'm there. I I, I would be there for that because Iron Man three did not happen. No, nah, Iron Man three didn't happen, but I wouldn't be there. I I, I catch the bootleg, but I wouldn't be there. <laughs> I I listen. I am not getting back into any. I am not in, investing time into any more comic book cinematic universes unless you tell me that Fantastic Four with John Krasinski and Emily Blunt is coming. And even then, that's the only part of the MCU I'm paying attention to. Or you give me a good bat, a good bat family uh, 
and and I don't I just Pattinson has to show me that he can that he can be the asshole head of the Bat family for me to believe that that's coming. Uh, because my, yeah, I think that I think that Bat family idea is dead now. Yeah, nah. Yeah, well, because I'm like you can't you you can't convince me that you have a Nightwing old enough to have a grudge against a, a young Bruce. Like you you could have convinced mm-hmm. that with Batfleck, but you can't convince that with with. And I haven't seen Batten's characterization, but given the fact that he's like eh, I ain't even finna work out. Like to <laughs> to me to me Pattinson would have been better as Nightwing. He he would have been yeah. he would have been a better Nightwing to Batflex Batman because because of the fact that he can get intense but he's not as intimidating physically anyway but yeah nah I'm I'm not I, I don't I don't care anything about any more comic cinematic universes I'm I'm done with the shit um I I I I will catch everything that the MCU throws out on bootleg you can quote me on that <laughs> I ain't, y'all ain't getting a dollar more from me especially not after that James Gunn shit. Like that J- the James Gunn, the James thing, Gunn shit pissed me off to no end. Like I don't have any personal issues with James Gunn, but that man should have lost his job and his job should have stayed lost. Like instead he he came up and now he's the head of two different franchises and two different companies. Just the Caucasity. The Caucasity. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, what what what, <laughs> what what we got next on the docket? <laughs> that that's it. For me, man, you got something else you wanted to say? Do we have anything else? I mean, oh yeah, we could, we could have talked about verses. Well, I, don't, I don't know. I really give a shit about the verses. Nah, because I, mean, I, I, I ain't finna throw my. Do, do we, I'm not finna throw. Yeah, my I was about to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's keep that in the pocket for now. But which which Joe time. Joe? We gonna need you for that idea if you're still watching. We gonna need you for that, Joe. If if you're still here, like that. That's that. That's that's an idea that I'm that we're definitely gonna need you for because. I think that format could use some tweaking, but I mean, the only thing with versus tonight is what fuck some uh, Beanie Man versus it's like Bounty. it's like Beanie Man and Bouncer Killer. And yeah. Shout out to Jamaica, but I won't be here for that. Yeah, I I, I know way I, I know way more Jamaicans and New Yorkers uh, in in my in the four years I've left Birmingham than I did in my entire uh, previous twenty eight years of living. Like, I I I, I legit work with a Jamaican woman who. Uh, who reminds me that she's Jamaican and don't give a fuck about my feelings uh, on a regular basis. Uh. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I usually, <laughs> I usually, you know, try to stay on her good side. Uh, but yeah, um, I don't know what the fuck we'll be talking about next week, but uh, I'm sure it'll be something. Uh, if if my brother's microphone has arrived, he might be joining us. I'm still trying to work out like the audio situation with this shit because. As, as Ron can tell, like I had this, I, I didn't have it figured out. We tested it. it yesterday. I had it figured out at one thirty this morning while I was up. One of my friends had called me and was asking my opinion on something and somebody else was texting me and I was drinking. I was like, oh, I got the shit figured out. Boom. Closed my laptop. Hadn't touched my laptop till it was time to log back into this shit and I tested it and it wasn't working again. Of course. Because that's just my look. So yeah, you can't see it, but out. I have a microphone like off to the left of me and yeah. Um, I, ha- I have to do something because it's some audio shit y'all don't really give a fuck about. But for me, I want it to be you know correct. So I'm gonna try to get it correct before I you know start doing the four hour show shit um, and before we're back uh, <clears throat> next week. But I mean the audio hadn't been an issue, so I don't really see it. No, the audio's been crisp. I, I think. Yeah. 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 yeah this will so, <laughs> this will be fine. <laughs> you, know. you can you can make complaints about our tangents, but not our audio. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that and I really wish I had a quieter air conditioning unit because my microphone, yeah. my microphone picks up all that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that shit just kicked on, and I'm like, I, 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 if I look at logic, I guarantee you there's a spike in the fucking audio right now <laughs> like, yeah. from, from when that shit cut on. So rather than have that dominate the last few minutes of this, we're just gonna say peace. Thank, thank you all for tuning in. Shouts to Joe Blair, uh, Mike, even though he 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 called me my grandfather's name. Um, we're we gonna have to talk about that, uh, my guy. Um, check out uh, what what is the what is the show you and Ryan doing called? Uh, we're just we're just calling that a election twenty twenty mini series. It's still under Don't Call the Podcast. So okay. If you go if you go to um Don't Call the Podcast and Apple Podcast or Spotify, you'll find it there. You can also go to thekidswearcrowns dot com to um watch the videos is also on our youtube page if you want to watch the live stream so you know we're, we're doing big things here. follow follow the twitter account at the kwc blog find us on youtube at the kwc blog um yeah go to the website we we don't write much anymore but we're doing the podcast thing um we've this is back uh the four hour show will be premiering this week um even uh this rounds on us might be uh <laughs> Making a comeback. <laughs> Hopefully, Anthony is uh, has 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 toned down a little bit. And actually, um, I'll, I'll talk to you more about this offline. But a friend of mine wants to do some podcasting, so I might uh, might, okay. might bring her under the uh, umbrella. But yeah, we're back. We're doing this. Um, you know, same same bat time, same bat channel. Well, probably not same bat channel. Maybe not same bat time next week, but same bat channel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, not saying time, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't. Yeah, you know, this is this is different. I almost caved in and got a haircut today because I saw my barber had the time open, and I was like, "Yeah, I, I'm just gonna stick with it, man." You know, I'm just gonna. Dog, um, I, it's it's for me. It's the '70s over here, man. I got I got a patchy beard with a teeny afro, like this. <laughs> <laughs> I feel fresh and, and and no shape up. Like I feel like I'm fresh out the '70s. Right now, yeah, like no shape, is, up, no shape up at all, oh, man. Yeah, man, it's it's like I, I've been I've been able to get my widow's peak because I, I got some trimmers at the house, but like, yeah, man, I'm I'm see, I'm, I thought about it, but I'm not that brave. I was like, eh, like nah, let, yeah, nah. See, for me, me for me, all I'm doing is getting like this part right here and like a little stubble yeah. around the sides, but like I ain't like really going like so close to it. Yeah, nah. Now I I I, I didn't look, and I'm like, I might I might go and get me a straight razor and uh start doing that myself i'm just gonna let the pro handle that man i i i, I told myself that i'm gonna go back in like august i'm in no rush to get back right now though i don't know man i i done got my my whole i gotta i gotta build this fucking exercise bike so i can get my home gym set up going but yeah i don't i don't know man i'm, I'm debating on like how long it's gonna be before i start going to shit because i ain't i ain't trying to die from the rona no. i didn't talk to all this shit about people uh in in in, in the rona that if 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 it comes out that I died at a Roni, somebody gonna put that Bobby Brown video, uh, that Bobby Brown and Bell Bib DeVoe, or them niggas, old, them old niggas struggling to sing Roni. Somebody gonna put that, be at me with that, or play that shit at my fucking funeral. <laughs> I don't need that happening. That's just too ironic of a death <laughs> for your boy. That's like that tweet you once had on your old Twitter account. <laughs> you said you are. <laughs> You know what I'm about to say, right? The way you talk about when you almost choked on a pork chop. <laughs> I was like, I can't go out there. <laughs> and your last words would have been, I ain't gonna say what you said, but like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh. shit. Well, all right, man. We we will uh, catch y'all next week. 
Um, again, check out everything on, on the KWC blog. Check out Joe Code stuff um, at the DIY artist. Follow him at, I believe it's Joe Code II. I think that's all one word. Um, if we're wrong, Joe, correct us. Um, you can put it in the comments. But um, he'll be on the four hour show this week anyway, so we'll be talking about that. So, um, yeah, if you got any suggestions or, or something, you can you feel free to throw it to us. We, we may not listen, but you know, we, we like user engagement. <laughs> you got any parting words? Yeah, I mean, nah, man. Thanks for watching. Um, I, like I said, I think these live streams are something we're going to do going forward. I really enjoyed the, um, you know, the interactions. Uh, I think we'll we'll definitely use this format going forward. Thanks for watching. Yeah. Peace. Peace.